everybody, welcome to episode two of Press X to Revolution, the podcast about video games by regular people for regular people. My name is Michael, as always. Today is episode two. This is going to be the episode that comes out June 25th, 2021. I'm here with my brother, Mark. What's up? How's it going? I'm also here with Alan. Should I just introduce you the same way as always? I said, teacher by day, weeb all the time, Alan. <laughs> Revolution X! <laughs> <laughs> and also, longtime friend Andrew here as well. Absolutely. I'm here to start a revolution. This is the week after E3, and we are here to be excited about video games, though I don't think anyone has much to say about the post-E3 things. We got that out of our way last yeah. week. Check out that previous episode if you haven't already. Someone in the comments said that y'all should get a spray bottle to spray me when I get off the rails or with my hot takes. I didn't see that, but that sounds yeah. like a brilliant idea. Mm-hmm. The rest of us are all recording in the same state. We need to ship you here just so we can zap you. <laughs> That's probably true. We could probably hook up some kind of internet connected dog collar. Where you, can just, <laughs> you can just message Christina on uh, Discord and then she can spray me with the bottle we use for the cat. This, I lo- I'm loving this idea. That would be so funny if we actually managed to pull that off one day. Just a hand comes off screen. He's like, she'd, to- <laughs> she'd totally do it. So in the wake of everything after E3. The Alan wake of everything. Ooh. Well, that that's that's a good point. Segway, we, we're going in. We have okay. So the one of my biggest disappointments because I'm the biggest remedy fan that exists, and someday we will do a remedy focused episode. I threw out the idea of doing it this week, but I don't think it was the best timing. Yeah, but, was it because you said that, and I instantly, instead of playing the one remedy game I own, downloaded Dead Cells and didn't touch Control? <laughs> no, it's be, it's because I feel like we should time it with an actual remedy release. Uh, that's, but in, yeah. that's, yeah. we we got some news that. Alan found he's our he's our scoops master. He <laughs> he found out that uh Jeff Grubb, who is gonna be doing part-time work at Giant Bomb, but he also has his own independent thing. He was getting the vibes that they were working on Alan Wake 2, which is not surprising, but it is amazing mm. because they've they've been teasing Alan Wake 2 and Quantum Break and in control. Alan Wake is one of my favorite video games of all time. So anything that has to do with Alan Wake 2 is something I am always interested in all the time. Alan, you've not played Alan Wake. Yeah, my experience, it's weird. I um Michael and I have kind of flip-flopped on remedy games. We've both played control. Mm-hmm. But my remedy, my favorite remedy games are the Max Payne games, uh, which I was, oh, oh man, I've played, I've played Max Payne, Max Payne 2 so many times. I didn't <laughs> like Max Payne 3 as much. Uh, but then I loved yeah. Control, but I missed the Alan Wake window, and there were a ton of references to it in Control, and then the DLC that, you know, was the Alan Wake expansion. Uh, but so I had, to, I had to read the wiki page for Alan Wake to kind of understand the references, because I don't like missing them. What was the yeah. name of that other Remedy game that came out with the Xbox One? Isn't that Quantum, Quantum Break? Break? Quantum yeah. Break. I didn't play that one either. Okay. Quantum Break is... You loved it, right? Um, I, I loved it, but it's got problems. That was back when they were Xbox was doing their TV push, and yeah, it, it's, they, they it, made like, there this are, whole TV show to go with There are half-hour TV show episodes in the game, and it's pretty yeah. rad. Yeah. Control has the, uh, has the Threshold Kids, this horrific, like... Post-apocalyptic puppet show. It's time for Threshold Kids! I'm pretty sure the lore in that game is that it's supposed to be, like, helping people that have been through things, like with PTSD. I'm like, it no, was, dude. It's supposed it's to a horror help, show. It's supposed to help them cope with being locked in the, you know, the control unit or whatever. Yeah. 
It's bizarre. Anyway, if Alan Wake 2 ever gets officially announced, we need to have a feature where we all sort of commentate over Alan playing Alan Wake. We'll figure <laughs> out a way to make that happen because yes. I need to experience that game again. Well, they just, and they, they also said that they, I think they're remastering it. No, what? don't say that. I sent you, I sent you that link also. They're remastering Alan Wake. What oh, better sounds... way to get the world ready for Alan Wake 2 than actually, actually did a that and they game. did it right? That would be so freaking cool. Dude. Well, my experience was, with was Alan Wake was I played it when I was like 11 and got scared and didn't finish. Was yeah. it, how are they going to remaster that and get all the licensing for that music? There's only four songs that are licensed. Yeah. Well, there was some deal with that game that it was expiring. Th- that's that's what happened. They did lose the licensing on the game and they had to stop selling it for a while, but they uh-huh. got it back. Uh, yeah. Did you finish that game, Andrew? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, okay. I played good. that game back on the 360. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I played that game back on the 360. I own that game multiple times. I have it on the, I have on it on Steam. I'm pretty sure I have it on. I might have it on Epic too. Did you and then finish? I have it, I have it on GOG. Like, did I you finish Americans place. Nightmare? American Nightmare. I never actually even started that. I own it. I, I but okay. I never actually played that one. Um, it's it's interesting. Yeah. It was one of those examples of a studio trying to use some assets they already made to try to repurpose them into another game, and so you're playing through the same areas multiple times, but things are changing. But it's very clear that it was a budget project. But also, yeah. I still love the heart, even is, though maybe is it's American not. Nightmare a Remedy project. Was it still Remedy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think so. I well, you know. I'm almost positive, but I could. That was a summer of arcade, wasn't it? It was back when summer of arcade was yeah. something you could be excited about every year. Oh, Xbox would release oh, a bunch yeah. of. Well, indie games. I guess. I guess what happened in reality was that indie games just started becoming normal and being released all the time. Whereas back then, it was a big deal because you'd have some important indie games come out together. See, Didn't Alan, when you support Meat a cool console, like games come out on it. You yeah. Know, yes. Like, look, plenty of games <laughs> come out on the PlayStation. The problem. The thing, the problem with the Xbox and the, versus the PlayStation. I'm sorry. They're re- like they're really close in as far in, in the fact that uh, in properties that come out on them, like they all have a couple exclusives. Uh, like the original Max, the original Mass Effect was Xbox only, mm-hmm. um, which is where I played it. I played it. I played the original uh, Mass Effect series on Xbox, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and you know fin- the Final Fantasies are going to be exclusive for uh, PS5. Bloodborne was exclusive for PS5. Bro- or PS, Braid PS4. Came, Braid came to PS3, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah I and so... Eventually, yeah. So really, it's the Switch that gets all the freaking games that nobody else gets. Freaking stupid Switch and their stupid um, Nintendo they still, crap. They still all get the Nintendo... They, oh, yeah, I mean, they still... They still all get the independent stuff. It's just, yeah, they get also their own little weird batch of Nintendo stuff. I'm going to break the show notes real quick because this is also not related to E3, but Alan was just talking about the Bloodborne remaster for PS5 rumors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you going to play that again if it comes out again? Uh, Probably not. Not unless they add some new content, which they, there are rumors that will have some additional content, but. New content? Another uh, DLC or something? Maybe. But I mean, it does say that late, it is rumored that late 2021, uh, Bloodborne will release on uh, PlayStation Five, and then it will then it will come out for PC. Is it already out for PC? No. Yeah. Well, it's going to no. finally come to PC. It's uh, supposed mm. to come with sixty frames, sixty FPS for PS Five. So yeah, and they say that it might, it might. There's rumors it might have extra content. If it doesn't, I'm probably not going to play it again. I just have too much to play. I don't know if I have it in me to fight the Chapel Beast in 4K, sixty frames per second. It just it it hurts me to think about that the oh, weird yeah. dog lady. Oh, it's just oh 
those frames were your savior in that game. Yeah. <laughs> Having that many frames would... Yeah. Oh, that, that sounds terrible. The thing is that whenever I get hype about thinking about Bloodborne, it just... I, I transfer that directly to Elden Ring because I've played those games. I haven't played Dark Souls 3, but I've played the other Souls games. I have to build hype for Elden Ring. Is Elden Ring actually coming in when it says it's supposed to, which is early next year? I don't know, but I'd love it. I heard a rumor... A rumor's rumor that there's a game called Velvet Veil um, that they're working on that is a spiritual successor to Bloodborne. Why could they not just make another Bloodborne? Is this a Sony exclusive thing? Mm, yeah, it looks like um, Velvet Veil. Again, this is a rumor, a super rumor, but it says a PS5 exclusive from software game titled Velvet Veil that is very similar to Bloodborne, both in terms of style and overall gameplay. They have technically two studios inside of that studio because I know that Dark Souls 2 was made by a different person and then Dark Souls 3 was Miyazaki again. So there is a possibility that that could be true. I don't know if it will be true. I will play it instantly. Someone will probably raise a stink if it's not a Miyazaki thing because people hated Dark Souls 2 because it wasn't made by the same person, even though Dark Souls 2 is not as good as Dark Souls 1. But in the inter in the age of the internet, if it's not as good as the thing, it's awful. It can't be like also pretty good. Well, Bloodborne's good, so it Bloodborne is good. Is good. All right, so good. we're post E three. One of the games we talked about at E three was this Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance game. <laughs> and I, who was it? Was it Alan or, yeah. or Andrew that posted no, in our Discord some I, bad news? I sent I sent all the the I sent the bad uh, the bad review. Uh, so I love Skill Up. Like uh, yeah, he's just some British guy who reviews video games. Um, and I, I discovered his channel when he posted a, a video about how he hated Last of Us 2. And I strenuously object because I loved Last of Us 2. But okay. I mean, he, he made good points on why he didn't like it. It's, he's like, you know what? Most people probably like this. It's just not for me. But he posted like a, a 30 minute video on why Dark Alliance is terrible. And it's got him playing it. And you can yeah. see all the things that are terrible about it. And I'm like, oh my gosh. First of all, I didn't realize that the Dark Alliance thing is really just kind of like brand recognition because it's not actually because the original Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance games were kind of like a Diablo clone where you run around yeah. massive enemies. But this is more like a third third person action this is game third person action, which is what yeah. I sort of suspected. Yeah, which is different. But apparently it's not good. Like the reviews that I have read, not just this guy's video, but you should definitely watch it and see what he's talking about. Like enemies don't aggro. You can just range them down to death. Your special attacks, like summoning a hail of arrows, they don't it's go locked to your Y axis. Yes, ex thank you. Exactly. So if the enemies are below you, it stops where you are. Like it's ridiculous. And the game looked bad. I was I was hoping it was something that we would all be able to check out because it seemed like it was going to maybe have some crossplay support. I was like, oh, we can all try to play this game together, and make it for a good feature. And then Alan brought the bad news, which is that the game looks like it sucks. The but best thing I've heard about it is that it's okay if you play with friends. Like it's it's. <laughs> Boring, yeah. but, but all right. I, if you're dude, playing I've with played, people, I've played like the Nicktoons third-person brawler game, and it's fun if you could yell at your buddy. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say like most games, when you add the co-op component, it elevates the game significantly. Yeah. So true. even if the game is plays like crap, I'm sure that there's groups of guys out there and girls that can't get this level of uh, no, level of enjoyment out of it. Yeah. If you guys want to see us try to play Dark Alliance, you can let us know in the comments. Yeah. Didn't we play? some like 50 cent shooter together one time 
Yes! Oh my gosh, what was that called? Get rich or die trying! Get yeah, rich or die trying! Like it was we fun. We had, the, we had the boys in town. We were playing. We were playing. Like oh. it's, anything can be fun if you. Try I forgot try. about Fifty Cent. Get rich or die trying. <laughs> I worked at GameStop when that game came out. <laughs> what What happened? Okay, what, I know what happened is the, like the B the B tier <laughs> publishers died. But dang, I really missed some of that stuff because they'd swing for the freaking fences. They come up with the dumbest ideas for video games. Oh, it was dumb. Michael, but like in that video for Dark Alliance, he's the guys, he, he had two of his friends play with him. And he's like, after like an hour and a half, one guy was like, oh, my girlfriend just texted me. I gotta, I gotta go. And the other one was like, they finished a mission and he was like, hey, you want to play another one? And his friend was just like, no. Yeah. No, no, I don't. <laughs> because because you could be playing a good game. And that's the unfortunate truth. Yeah. I it, know. It seemed like such a like if it was okay and not just broken, it would maybe still be fun to play with friends. But the yeah. fact that it's just broke, like we've, it's like I we've don't... reached a yeah we've reached a cool point in society where there are enough awesome games mm-hmm. that you don't have to pick the dumb co op ones to play. You could just pick a good co op one yeah. to play instead, which is good. Yeah, it's but, just unfortunate that like they wasted that property because dritz Cadbury, wolfgar and bruner are like hugely popular i mean i read probably how many did i read before i stopped there's like 40 uh yeah. dritz books out i've read That's i think i've many. read like 16 to 20 of them backward oh my gosh there's a huge bug in my house <laughs> <laughs> something like a moth or some kind of wasp beast just flew in front of me. I wish you could have seen it on the camera. Maybe we can't see it on the camera footage. We I don't know where it went. <laughs> anyway, holy crap. But anyway, just the- a waste. Just a waste of the property. What are the odds that we see the this this Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance game come in hot in about two years like we like Rainbow Six Siege like it's got such Ooh, good post game yeah. support that in two games this two years this game is like an amazing multiplayer standard my who's, bet is none I don't yeah. think that's gonna happen but I, I will say who's I the developer abandon it. I, I like that you posited a question to be like it's not gonna happen though well I just wanted to I want to give positive things <laughs> just so people don't think that we're haters all the sometimes time sometimes people just make bad video games dude two, we talked Tuk, about it's T-U-Q-U-E. That's who made what it. Tukway. Tukway games. I don't yeah, We talked about Writers Republic. I think people understand we're down for some dumb, silly fun. I am not. Well, yeah, Alan hates fun, I think. Alan, That's what Alan, I'm, from Alan, what I've gathered. This is false. Alan likes things fun. that are fun. I just reject <laughs> things that are not fun. Tukway <laughs> games. It is says it is a triple A developer is Tukway games. Why do I know none of their games? Based out of Montreal. They have made Dungeons and Dragons, Dark Alliance, and Live Lock back in 2016. I don't recognize that. I've never heard of that. It is. It has nine out of ten on Steam. It's a top-down shooter. Alan, we're gonna let you you use this small moment. Uh, Do you want to talk about your weeb game, Scarlet Nexus? Okay. So Bandai Namco. It's not a weeb game, Michael. It's Bandai Namco trying (laughs) to establish. I looked at it. I looked at it. It's a weeb game. Michael, it is, it is Bandai Namco trying to establish a new intellectual property besides, besides the Bloody Tales game. It is, yes, and it is, it is anime style. Dark Anthology, dude. That's true. But it is, I mean, it, yeah, I know. But then I'm talking about a new RPG. Uh, IP. Um, new RPG. Um, I'm looking at game. screenshots. Yes. This is a weeb game. Yes. Yep. New, okay, yes, confirmed. Weeb game. <laughs> a new JRPG. <laughs> uh, if it's a JRPG, guys, it's a weeb game. I mean, that's just, that's just what it is. All right. What anyway. So Scarlet Nexus uh, tells the it, it comes out Thursday and the uh, early reviews like Polygon actually said it was really good because of the storyline was excellent. Like the twists and turns and the lore 
uh, and the plot beats made it uh, an exceptional game. Like it elevated it above, you know, kind of standard Bandai Namco JRPG fare, nice. which is really the Tales games. So I am actually kind of excited to you buy it. I, I am. I'm not going to play it right away, but that is why I play RPGs. I play RPGs for the story. So I can deal with I can deal with a lot of annoyances in a JRPG if the story is yeah. good. And this one yeah. is this is sci-fi, which there are not a ton of sci-fi RPGs. You play members of the. What, uh, what, um, what he means is there's not a lot of sci-fi weeb games. That's there's not a lot of sci-fi RPGs. Period. There's a lot of. Sci- I mean, there's a lot of sci-fi shooter games. There's not a, sci- a lot of sci-fi RPGs. I mean, Mass Effect is the. That was the Mass Effect's the only one I can think. Of. I know, but Fantasy so it, Star. All the Final Fantasy games are sci-fi at this point. Yeah. Uh, so you play as um, this kind of like special forces. There's a they, they science discovered a new hormone that allows. Uh, like psychokinetic powers so they can like pick up cars very much like control they can pick up cars and like you know mailboxes and and uh steal pylons with their mind and throw it and you can like steal uh powers from your party members to like electrify your attacks and stuff but as soon as they discover that power that hormone which because apparently the the storyline deals with like classist and ableist and stuff like the people who don't have this ability are kind of like second class citizens and no one cares about them but since they discover that these things called the others have appeared and they're like, it's like, like the, the, the enemy design in this is incredible. It's like a huge, like you could, like you fight this like huge, like petunia bush wearing high heels with like tentacles and crap. Oh, it's, tentacles. It's, you said it's a weeb game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But the thing is <laughs> they eat your brains. So, th- so they've formed the special forces of people who have this ability to fight the things that eat your brains. And nice. it's it's dual dual protagonist. So one of the Tales games, Tales of Cilia, had a dual protagonist, but it didn't matter. You only missed like one kind of section of the game, so it really didn't matter. But the reviews say that these guys, their storylines differ enough to make it worth two playthroughs because you have different party members, um, and you you know they converge at one part and then they you know okay. split again. So it is an act. It's an action RPG. Um, but so it, yeah, it's super weeb like. When you say action uh, RPG, is it like a Diablo like, or does it look like it's third person real time? No, it's more like it's more like Devil May Cry kind okay. of action oh. stuff. Like your your shoulder buttons, that's what you key your um your psychokinesis to. And I played the demo and the haptic, oh the cool haptic sensors <laughs> on the PS5 controller, like it's heavy. When you yeah. pick up like a car, you have yeah, you have to press it down. It looks really cool. But yes, it's super weak. But um nice. but uh it's it is i'm hoping that it does well because you know like that's the only thing that makes developers ever do anything different is if like yeah. they take a chance and then it does well so guys if you're a fan of jrpgs you should pick up scarlet nexus uh the, the reviews the the initial reviews are positive if you Sweet. pick it up and you like it that might be something i would be interested in okay. i don't play like as many jrpgs as you obviously yeah. it's just mostly a time thing but yeah mm-hmm. especially if it's an action game because i prefer those over the yeah. older classic turn-based stuff Mm-hmm. That wraps up the news section. I'm going to go ahead and say this on the top here because uh, one, we just talked about news. And so people may have corrections for us. People may have things they may want to talk to us about. Save it. And also we're about to talk about the games that we've been playing and it may go even more off the rails. If you have anything you'd like to correct us on or anything you'd like us to talk about, you can email us at press X to revolution at gmail.com or comment in the videos down below. We read those. We'll talk about them. I'm sure 
that we will go off at some point and people will have very funny ways to correct us or say things to us. And Look, we'll we, read those we, on the show and address them. We got 50 subs already. Okay, now we're going to jump into just what I think will be the meat and potatoes of this show most weeks, which is what have we been playing and what's our thoughts on the actual on the ground video game content. Let's start with Alan. Oh, what have okay. you been playing this week, man? I just finished Mass Effect 2 on Insanity, which is hard, hard as garbage. And I started do you know, three. Do you know a death toll total? I died more in one morning than I died the entire time I played Bloodborne. Okay, one question. Yeah. Did you have fun? Yeah, oh, that's yeah. my question. <laughs> yes. Okay, okay. so okay. when games are hard, like Mass Effect 2, it never felt... Im- there was one mission that was annoying. But other than that, it never felt impossible. It just felt like, all right, well, I just need to I need to drink some get good, you know, like <laughs> I, in, I, I, need in, to, I need to learn how to play a video game. Yeah, it never it, like I don't like games that are too hard where it's like really like like you have to be super skilled to be able to do this. It was just like I just needed to take more time and be more careful. And I mean, that's how it was in Bloodborne, Bloodborne 2. I think Bloodborne's difficulty um, level was actually really, really good. Um, and very frequently in Bloodborne, just like in Mass Effect 2, I would get close to to an, an end, and then I would get careless. Because I'm like, I'm almost done! And then i get killed. And I'd be yeah. like, ugh, alright. Um, Mass how? Effect 3 is easier. It It is yeah. more, and the combat is more fun. I think Mass Effect 2 is a better game. But Mass Effect 3, the combat is more fun because I have more options, and uh, I die less. What was that I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, what class are you playing as? Oh, I'm a Vanguard, so I am shotgun, okay. charge in. And in Mass Effect 3, you get the Nova ability, so I get to charge in and then pound the ground to blow everybody away. Um, I could make it super easy if I played a long-range Vanguard, uh, but I refuse. I'm a shotgun Vanguard, so that's how I die. I'm in the well, middle of things it always. Feels, it feels really good when you get up close and do that. Oh yeah, 100%. So it's, um, it's fun. I'm using Fem Shep this time around, playing Paragon. I played um, Male Shep and Renegade last time through. And so I'm using Liara and Edie, which I did not use last time. Last time I used Javik and because I love Javik. I love the Jamaican Protheans. Cool runnings. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't Javik a DLC character? He was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm, I use Javik. He was a DLC character. And every single person that's ever played Mass Effect ever has been like, you should have put this in the dang freaking game. <laughs> Everybody has to buy this. Correct. You have a freaking Prothean in the I game. And you, I know. I, I love Javik. So last time I used Javik and Garrus. This time I'm using um, Edie and Liara. It makes it pretty simple. Because the thing is, like, I love Mass Effect and it's a great game. But I'm now into the third game of it. Mm-hmm. And I've played it before. So even though it's excellent, I have so many games in my backlog. Like You're feeling it. I'm like I'm I'm ready to move on. Like it's 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 great. Like it is an exceptional game, and there hasn't been there hasn't been a uh, a Bioware RPG like this since. Like, and there certainly hasn't been a, a, a sci- science fiction RPG like this since. But I just like I've played it, so I find Does myself like rushing. Old? What? Does it feel old? No, no, no. It does not feel old at all to play. No, it is it is quite fun. That's what I'm saying. Like. Dragon Age 4 is, is like, sorry, Dragon Age 3 Inquisition is less fun than this game. That game feels older than this. Um, uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, and I stand by this, people who want to fight about Andromeda, I think Mass Effect 3 is more fun to play than Andromeda was. And I know that Andromeda has, like, you can, like, float, it has the, the, the Y-axis 
Um, you know, okay. the jetpack fighting and do stuff. Do you know people that defend Andromeda? Yeah, there's a lot of people that say, well, the combat's really what? good in Andromeda. No. I've it's, never it's... heard anyone say anything positive about Andromeda. Really? I, I know a lot of Andromeda apologists. Weird. Um, one, it's really pretty, and two, I guess the combat's fun, but I think the Mass, I think the Mass Effect 2 combat is where they hit the, the stride. It is really, really... So it doesn't feel old at all. I've just played it, you know? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And if I didn't have such a huge backlog of... You know, I have a stack of PS4 games I haven't played this large. Plus, Scarlet Nexus comes out on Tuesday. And um, in September, freaking Tales of Arise is coming out. So I'm just, oh, and I want to play Dark Souls 3. Like, all the talking about Bloodborne and Elden Ring, like, I really want to play Dark, which is my next game. That's what I'm going to play after Mass Effect. So I know. So I'm just, like, I'm I'm not ready to be done with it, but I am, you know, kind of like. Yeah. I mean, Mass Effect Two took me freaking eighty something hours to 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 platinum. So well, because I, because this is like your third time through, you're not like full completing it, right? No, I am. I got to platinum. I, I don't. I platinum <laughs> games, Michael. That's what I do. <laughs> you already did it. You can't on enjoy Xbox Three Sixty. Oh my on, goodness, I, I have the achievement. I have the, the I have it perfect in oh, achievements. No. But I I did not play it on PS3, no. so I got like the trophy. No, 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 that's not true. Because even if you were playing this game on the Xbox Series X, I would you still, would still I, go back because it's new achievements. It. Yes, because it's new. <laughs> it's new achievements. Yeah, that's what I do, Michael. Oh man, like you know what? Jared playing. Good on you. Like good on you. I that I do not have the patience. Okay, so when I start a game, when I start a game, I look at it and I say, "Is this platinum achievable with uh-huh. minimal like?" Is it like, am I going to be able to do this with minimal annoyance? Like, is it going to be something like if it's just time, how much time is it going to take? And or is there something that you can only do if you can like 360 no scope blindfolded or whatever? Like those achievements or if there's a bunch of online achievements, then I'm like, screw it. But I make that decision before I start playing if I'm going to platinum it or not. Um, And very rarely, like the Tomb Raider, the last the third Tomb Raider game I played, I was going to platinum. But I left one open because for the hard mode, which I don't mind playing on hard mode, but Tomb Raider made it bullcrap. They remove they remove save points like they remove checkpoints so you can lose like like, a lot of them. Yes. So you can lose like 45 minutes of progress by one shot kills when you're swimming. You're swimming in like third person limited and there's piranhas all around. And if the piranhas see you, it's insta death. And then you go back 30 minutes. When that happened the first time, I said, no. And I just yeah. turned it off. I said, nope. Guess I'm just <laughs> going to be one, one achievement short. Nope. Dang. So, so that's what I'm playing. Next, I'm going to be playing Dark Souls 3. And I'm going to be trying to platinum that. I, did, I platinum Bloodborne. So I'm going to attempt to platinum Dark Souls 3. You are a wild man, and I respect it. Dude, I'm a renegade. <laughs> <laughs> renegade. Renegade. You know the TikTok dance, Alan? I have never... I've never even opened the TikTok app. I don't know what that is. You don't have to. You don't have to open the. T- <laughs> <laughs> there was a there's a song "Renegade" that people were TikTok dancing to. I have a student that literally uh, like orange justices for bonus points. He's like, Mister Walker, if I do a Fortnite dance, can I get a bonus point? I'm like, sure. And he does like he does orange justice, and then I'm like, cool, bonus point. Like he knows all of them. It's ridiculous. Interesting. <laughs> All right, that was that was our uh, Mass Effect talk. It's kind of I've been talking to you like th- we haven't been doing the show that long, but I've been talking to you about Mass Effect for weeks now. So I feel like it's the end of an era for me as well. Because yeah, I've been I think, like, I think that. that's what I think that's what began our uh, video game talks was we were talking about Mass Effect at Could've some been, point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Do you think the ending's going to be better this time around, Alan? 
why I don't understand. Bioware had the opportunity when releasing this legendary collection to just make a better ending. Like literally, they could have told. Here's what they should have done. They they could have told. They already told everybody the indoctrination theory is not right. They should have told them that. Then plugged that in yeah. as the ending. Yeah, and everyone, awesome. do you know how much? Do you know how much like like PR they would have garnered? Like how much public yeah. like like well-being they would have gotten from doing that without telling any of us and as we're playing it like holy crap they fixed the mass effect ending and it's awesome they would have bought so much goodwill and it would not have been that difficult but they didn't because bioware is a husk like from mass effect (laughs) of a video game studio i i have never seen a company make a, a decision that is so easily reversed as denying the indoctrination theory. Some random fan spent a ton of time making a theory that made sense in their world and it was a way better ending than they had and they're like, that's not true. I'm literally, I'm playing playing the game and I'm seeing all the signs that Shepard's indoctrinated (laughs) and I'm like, why are they not going with it? It's it's wild that they doubled down on bad. They go, we all hate this and they go, we're doubling down on it. It's that. And then, they, they, and then they remade the ending, but didn't change yeah. anything. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew, what are you playing? Well, here's the thing. Andrew wrote Stellaris on our gaming notes, and I want to know why you're playing Stellaris in 2021. Give me your experience. What is Stellaris? Yeah, what is it? Stellaris is a freaking amazing game. It's a um, 4X it, space game. It's a 4X uh, space game. There what you does go. that mean? Oh, oh, so, oh, sure, yeah, for um, people that don't know. St- Stellaris is a civilization-like um where you start a it it takes place entirely in space where you basically start off with you choose a civilization all fiction all fictional and they's like we've discovered faster than light travel where this is the dawning of our government or empire when you choose your corporation or your your species you can customize them so you can make them like religious tyrants or like militaristic dictators or you can make them like pacifists um like you can customize them and make them kind of how you want and depending on which um policies you assign to your 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 species you will be able to do certain things in games and not so like if you're a pacifist you can't declare war just for no reason on other players um so it's a it's a game where you just basically you start exploring space and then eventually it just simulates all these different um, sci-fi tropes basically from Star Trek to Stargate to just all, all just a whole bunch of stuff. Real and, quick, we we yeah. called it a four X game. It's a genre. The X is it's it's one of those dumb things. The X's stand for explore, expand, exploit, exterminate. I did not know that. Actually. Yeah, it's a general it's a general term um, for uh, computer strategy and board games as well. It's made by Paradox. Um they're the same people who make the Europa games. So if you've played a Europa game, it's very similar to that except in space. So this um, is like one of those deals where like if you encounter another civilization, you can like choose to incorporate some of their culture or mm-hmm. kill exterminate them or their exterminate yeah, them or yeah. like yeah or like become trades with them and like you can start trading mm-hmm. different goods cuz it's it's intergalactic. Yeah. So I'll, since I'll give you some kind of, as I explain kind of what I've been doing, it'll, I think it'll help to explain what it is. So I created these bird people who 
um, just discover fast and light travel. They are um, very materialistic, but they're also like what's the opposite of xenophobe? It's whatever. They, like they're for they're really other accepting. species. Like yeah. yeah, they're very accepting of other cultures. I created these bird people and I sent them out. So how, I started like how much can you customize the race? Oh, you can, so you can get so there are um, default um, stuff that you can it, just choose from, which is what I usually do. Um, the portraits are all just, they're just portraits and they come into the game. You can get more through DLC. Is but, evolution built into the game's course normally? Um, I have, I, maybe I haven't okay. gotten that far into in the end game on any of my playthroughs to find out. Okay. Um, but I'll stop interrupting you. Go ahead. Yeah. So, um, what I did is I started exploring the space around me. I sent my science ships out to other solar systems and they just, they survey planets, they find minerals. Then I moved my construction ships and they build mining platforms and research stations on all these planets, depending on the resources that I find. Meanwhile, my capital is on this one planet. It's called like Harmony's Harmony's song or something like that is the name of my capital planet. And so the people are there are just flourishing and, and they're growing and, and coming to culture. As I start exploring, um, different events start happening in the game, such as like, we found a research anomaly on another planet. Uh, would you like to assign a scientist to research this? And you're like, absolutely. Um, while you're also playing, there are tech trees that you have, um, you have a scientist for actual science, a researcher for like human policies and like social reform. And then you have another another researcher who's a tech tree just dedicated to like engineering for like new buildings and stuff and that you can get in your game. And so I've got scientists assigned to each of these categories and they're researching then building up my tech tree for my civilization. The tech trees you can't choose. It's not like a Final Fantasy or a traditional RPG where you can just see the whole tech tree right in front of you. Sure. You have to, uh, they just, you. it's random about which ones you get. And you have to choose and sacrifice what which ones you want, because you might choose one and it's like and then you'll never see that other option again. So you really are moving forward and trying to figure out what is best. Like, are we role playing here? What my people do or what you want to do? So anyway, so I'm exploring and then I get a first contact um, info where they find someone else out there. And it's like, who is who are these people? And so I assign a um, an envoy to try to um meet them greet them um and just detect their language and learn so we can communicate and it was really funny because these people we I, I kept getting messages like these people are being incredibly elusive like maybe they don't want us to, to get to know them and i kept getting these messages like all right I, eventually i was like all right fine i'll leave them alone for a little bit and then eventually i sent another envoy to them and then i finally were able to break the communication barrier and it was these fungus people and these fungus people were like we are the religious aristocracy of so and so do not mess with us and we, we won't have issues and it's like okay Got it. Cool. I just want to be friends. <laughs> so did you uh, murder them? <laughs> no. So we'll get there. So I meet these people. And then over time, they immediately they're like, we don't like you. And my and so I, when I look at my con, um, the policy tree of everyone that I've met, as you meet poor people, you can build out all the empires that you've met. And, and, and it shows like basically a summary of your diplomacy with them, where you stand. And so I sent an envoy to those people. It's like, hey, ambassador, go there and try to build our relations up. So over time, I'm discovering more people, more space, um, and trying to become friends with people. I meet these real jerk bags right next to me that is basically a mega corporation. Um, and I'll get to them in a minute. They, they're real scumbags. And then there's, and then as I start building out all these people, then a bunch of the societies that I meet are like, hey, we should get together and form a galactic senate. 
to actually discuss policies that affect all of us. Um, and, and so we start building that out. I start trying to be friendly with as many people as I can. Um, sending envoys to people to try and improve relations with as many people as I can. Did you, uh, were, were fungal people involved in the Galactic Senate? Yes, they were. And eventually I had my ambassador working on them for so long that we were actually buddy, buddy. So I was like, okay, cool. Like, I think we're, we're good with these guys. I signed a non-aggression pact with them and then, um, allied my, myself with them pretty closely. Then this other empire had a bone to pick with the fungus people declared war on them so and by because you have to back them up yes because i had allied myself so closely this people who i was friends with i was also friends with this other empire but because i was so tied to this other empire they declared war on me as well well you were just and trying to be a pansy and I was, let everybody be your friend well yeah. so here's the cat because i was being such a pansy and focusing on my economy i had essentially no military like, so I go to war and I get this notification that um, these that there's a fleet coming to check your stuff out. And I was like, crap. Well, they're going to intersect a space at this one space station I have. That's pretty. I've got built out all the defense platforms on it. Like, it should be pretty good. Let me move my fleet there. They'll intersect there. And looking at the power of my fleet and their fleet, I should be able to hold them off. Apparently, my fleet is... So slow because I didn't research my engines enough that they didn't get there in time. That fleet showed up, wiped out my entire starbase. <laughs> Just like your, nuked it. Your freaking weak hollow bird bones got broken, dude. Yeah, they got it got messed up. You, so your spaceship shows up and you're just blasting, Why can't we be friends on the radio? It's like the, it's it's like the speakers. <laughs> it's like the speakers from Metal Gear Solid 5. I just had David Bowie blasting out of the speaker. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, oh here she goes. <laughs> So I had so that's kind of where I'm at now. There's a lot of events that I've kind of met. So what you're saying is that you, you I'm not in a good way right side now. And now you're not great. No, I'm not in a great way. But here, the thing with this game is that, like, all right. So let's say that Empire came in and wiped me out. Like, even if I had one planet left, like, it's not necessarily a lose condition for the game. It's all about your civilization and living. Like, even if you get mostly wiped out, like, it's like you're still playing the game. And so you might decide to become like a feudal state for another or a city state for another uh, nation. And you can just and, and it's all about, like, the relationships that you build with all these other societies. Drew, yes. his plan right now is like, and sometimes you can just roll over for the oncoming army and just give up. That's <laughs> so one of the options you can do in this one game. So I you mentioned so much butt in this game. <laughs> yeah, you really can. I'm, I'm kissing so much corporation butt right now. <laughs> so, speaking of corporations. <laughs> Jeff Bezos, he's my freaking hero, dude. <laughs> Jeff speaking Bezos of corporate... is essentially my dad in this game, dude. <laughs> so, I mentioned that mega corporation that was real jerk butts um i found while i was um building out in the galactic senate we decided that hey we need a headquarters for the galactic senate so i'm like oh cool like i'll petition my planet i'm on good relations with all these people i'll petition my planet i want to host wrestlemania to be the <laughs> to be the capital <laughs> for all for the senate i go to my planet to nominate it my crime rate is going up significantly. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? What, what is going on? And so I start doing some research. Um, I enact some anti-crime government like policies to try and like bring that down. And it's not helping. It's, it's good to have anti-crime policies in general, I would hope. Eventually, my crime got so bad, it reached the 100% mark. I got the mob marker on my planet, and I got the protection racket marker on my planet, where the mob was just basically camped on my moon and was like, dude, don't want our neighbors to mess you up. 
better pay us and we'll protect my, you. My headcanon is this is because your guys subconsciously adopted the fungus religion. <laughs> so, so, so eventually, I, so I, I initiate, I ended up having to enact martial law on my planet to try and like get this fixed. So I marked it. It started to go down a little bit and I was like, okay, cool. So I brought, cause when you enact martial law, like the predicted productivity on your planet basically okay, dies. Okay. Oh, who knew? You, yeah. You don't, you don't get your energy productions, your minerals, or like even like your consumer goods. Like all of that is like basically you know, martial gone. law isn't great for economy. I don't know if anyone's ever known that. <laughs> so I enact that and, and I, I, I pull it out and then it's like okay well i'll leave it for a little bit it's it gets worse and so i'm like screw this i leave it i set it to martial law and i just walk away i'm like i'm gonna let the people figure this out and eventually this is the true story of you breaking bad you just became a tyrant and so well no because i was trying to get rid of my crime i had a crime syndicate living on my planet so, it always starts out with good intentions. Yeah dude. yeah, dude, you've become the villain. You are the Lord Ruler. Yeah, look, Walt Walt just wanted to make money to get his cancer treatment. Yeah, yeah. So I leave it. Eventually, I get I got the notification saying, hey, we've, rid, we've gotten rid of the mob on the planet. They've left. We're gone. So I'm like, okay, cool. I deactivate martial law. Then I get a notification that this mega corporation, their, their society or their embassy on my planet just <laughs> broke up and left. They were funding the mob on my planet for their own. Their, apparently, they were a criminal organization. I had no idea. But they were like this giant criminal syndicate that was just using my head, my planet to, to do all of this racket. It was, it was like, you freaking jerkbags. <laughs> so I'm not on good terms with them at the uh, moment. It sounds like you should be impeached. But this game, the real joy in this game for me is all these little stories that come up while you're playing because the game is full of just random events that happen you are (laughs) now the expert i would say among us about this theory right now in real life on the planet earth what are the odds that the aliens are are enacting the ant farm theory which is that the aliens are real and they are basically just watching us for fun what are what are the odds on that for you it isn't, it's, in, I, I mean, I, the odds are pretty decent. 100%. Yeah. Like, because it, like, like, we've got all those fa- UFOs that are confirmed by the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, Zero. the fact. <laughs> no, you are such a flipping fun sucker, dude. I knew you were going to do this. <laughs> yeah. Is it very funny that we were like, going to have like this fun time talking about aliens and Alan's like, hey, you guys are dumb and wrong. Zero. Um, What's your answer to the Fermi paradox, Alan? Alan, Alan <laughs> have you ever watched Joe Rogan? You trying to tell me he lied to me? What's your answer like- to the Joe Rogan, isn't he the survivor host? No, he was no, Fear Factor. That doesn't matter. Oh, fear what factor. is your answer to the Fermi paradox, Alan? What is the what is the, the Fermi paradox? Mathematically, no, there that, has no to this be isn't life. Jeopardy, Alan. <laughs> Mathematically, there has to be life on other planets. Wait. How long is your stinking playthrough? <laughs> so my playthrough right now is more probably... importantly, how many hours do you have in the game? <laughs> that is. <laughs> I've never gotten really far because I usually end up just rolling over when somebody yet, bigger and stronger comes. I, I also, I do count the hours where you say, screw it, go martial law and leave the game on <laughs> while you go take a dump or something. No, so you can't do that because the entire game is running in real time and events are popping up all the time that you need to address. And so it's not something you can just leave running in the background and leave. Um, I've got so many hours, but a lot of the joy for me in that game is the random events that pop up. And a lot of that has to do from exploration. 
solution. And once you once everyone has explored everything in that space, it really goes into politics political simulator. It's really fun a lot of the um, situations you can run into. But once you become a political simulator, I usually lose interest and just and then go off for a while and then just start a new playthrough where I can just As do a, all that again. Marcus, yes, have you played any real games this week other than Minecraft? We don't count Minecraft as a real game here. Uh, it's a Lego. Of Minecraft has been. Almost, it's a Lego simulator. Almost a more constant in my life than some family, but um, <laughs> I played. I've been playing a lot of Dead Cells. Dead Cells is a great game to play when you only have like twenty minutes here and there to play video games. Dead um, Cells is rad. It rules. Is it supposed to, like? Is it supposed to be hard, or do I suck? Um, like, maybe both. I sucked at it, but it was it was very hard. Like, did you kill the boss or anything? Um, I killed a boss. I think, I mean, there's lots of bosses. Yeah, it's a run based. I, so this is a run based roguelike, roguelike, uh, two uh, person, Metroidvania, second person action right? game, kind of like a Metroidvania. Yeah, probably. But it's because it's a roguelike, it's really focused on action. Yeah. It's uh, a blast. Uh, I love it. I keep dying. Um, the levels I've are not randomly generated they they have a pattern to them so the pattern will always be similar but not the exact same yeah, the enemy like placement is different yeah, in those the are random and then there's like random like loot and stuff that you and then you will randomly and... start with different gear and then it's a it's a it's really focused on action. i'm looking at it right now it's a lot yeah. of fun um especially because yeah i'll be like oh i finished enough of my school to like be able to play video games for like 20 minutes before i have to go to work so uh it works really good for that uh, I am just suffering from. I'll pretty consistently make it to the boss now. Yeah. The first boss, and pretty consistently be like, okay, I'm doing good, I'm doing good. And then I get a little too overzealous trying to sprint out that last little bit. And yeah. I've died every time. There is, there is some sort of persistence, but it's not a lot. Yeah. And you can, like, so yeah, you get cells, essentially souls, and then purchase, like, extra items or like oh, the thing you're talking about, you can randomize to like you get your starting weapons at the beginning of the game and you can pick mm -hmm. between that you have your sword and then you can pick between a bow and a shield you can like purchase a randomizer to every time you unlock or find new weapons they can get randomly tossed in uh for a different sword or different bows and different stuff throughout the game and then there's like extra side items i have cooldowns and like abilities you can get and those and spells all, and whatnot yeah the spells are not consistent but you can get like extra abilities like i have one that lets you like do like mario vines essentially in certain places yeah where you can climb up and i think at some point if i had to guess just because i think of some of the game it is you'll get a dash at some point there's like, i think there's game. a dash i think there's also a vamp where every time you hit people you get health back yeah um i've unlocked one of those a small version of it which helps a lot but uh you're pretty squishy um and there's also like random upgrades so like it's almost worth it well the cool thing it does is yeah, there's a there's a risk reward to going fast because if yeah. you go fast enough you can like unlock certain stuff once you get to like the level breaks but if you go too slowly you don't get that but if you don't explore enough then you might not find enough upgrades to be able to take more than like one hit from the boss when you get there so it's fun uh it's a lot it's one of those it's one of those run based games though yeah. So if you and, die, you lose all your progress. And sometimes you just get to the boss and you're like, oh, I have like no AOE thing and he his swing's too big. So like you can't really dodge it well. So you're like, okay, I guess I'm just, I'm going to lose this one. And I can't, like I can't do it. So it's fun. 
as a um, lot of dead cells. The uh the roguelite uh Hades coming to consoles here. It's I only wanna... PC run. Well, it's it's been on Switch for a minute, but yeah, it comes the rest well. of the consoles, the plebs <laughs> consoles later. Okay, yeah. when people say consoles, no one's talking about Switch, Michael. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone knows that Nintendo is like the, I told you guys. Nintendo was the younger brother who just like they pulled his head down in the mud, but he's he's too like off in his own world to realize. Like I Shigeru forget. Miyamoto has no idea what the rest of the world is doing. He is I forgot to write this mushrooms. down. Mario Golf comes out this week. Yeah, you should have talked about it. I, I think I'm going to do a feature about Mario Golf, or, uh, or a video feature on Mario Golf. Watch out for me! I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, were you going to continue with Dead Cells? <laughs> uh, no, I was just going to defend the Switch. I'm saying, guys, a lot of these games are easier. If you start Three to, of us have a Switch. It's you just start, Alan that doesn't. If you start to lag frames, guys, then dodging stuff becomes easier. You're getting less frames per second. Oh, dude, like, Dead Cells, Dead Cells has coming. got some bad frame drops, dude. There are parts where that game where, like, I wanted to throw my Switch because it would drop frames in the middle of combat. Like, full-on the... dropped frames. I have not seen Wait. dropped frames in a video game in a long time. But straight up, you're in one side of the room, you're on the other side of the room, and there was no transition. And I was like, yeah. what the frick? What um, is wrong with this game? And that's, the... that's just the Switch port. The PC yeah. port does not do that. One of the... Uh... Uh, abilities that's most common that you can get is you have like a drop down move you can choose to like smash the ground and you'll drop aoe fire and if you're fighting hard enemies that also do that kind of stuff and you drop your own fight like yeah you'll it'll chunk and you're like oh gross. yep yep that when game, i when i rap i drop aoe fire <laughs> <laughs> uh another switch port that's pretty jank is the um the Spyro trilogy, they like HD upgraded that and put that on the Switch, and it barely runs. I'm talking like it struggles so hard to run on the Switch. It's like Do you know what Switch... it runs well on? The real I'm, consoles. I'm sure it runs on everything else fine. Yeah. But man, I have never played a game on a system and felt like the system was just barely hanging on there. Like it was just it was it was about to blow up at any the minute. switch the switch is just a nokia phone attached to a car battery that's all it is <laughs> the switch is an amazing console it, it's designed well, Michael, for specific you might be games a little too far the other way the switch is an amazing console designed for specific games and they just tried if to put was, everything on it yeah if i was if i was to get another console it would be a switch over an xbox like the xbox does it 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 um overlaps too much with the PlayStation. It does overlap. The Switch the Switch does not. Michael, I really want to hear what you have to say about our next topic. All right, like, so I really want to know. Let's talk about this. My experience with the Star Wars franchise has been rocky over the years. When I first discovered it as a child, I loved it. And I I watched um I think I watched episode one first and then I saw four, five, six, and then I saw the other ones as they came out in theaters. Really? Um I did. Huh. And I really love Star Wars and I I wasn't allowed to read the Star Wars books, but like I played the Star Wars card game and I was into a lot of Star Wars video games, including like Battlefront, Battlefront 2. Um what's the Age of Empires uh skin Battlefront or, or Star Wars game? I forgot that was a thing until you Galactic Battlegrounds. Galactic Battlegrounds. It's it's an Age of Empires clone. It's yeah. literally running on the Age Just of Empires engine, but it's reskinned yep. as uh Star Wars. Um I love that game. I loved 
what I thought Star Wars was. And over yes. time, and I think this is everybody's had this experience where over time Star Wars has morphed into something and kind of at this point, no one knows what it is and no one knows if they love it. I don't want to say no one, but very few people. And I think it was, was it Ryan Johnson that came out and was like, oh, maybe we should have like planned for the trilogy and like how to plan for these. <laughs> that would have yes. been a good idea. Well, that sounds like that was a real quote. He full on said it. Well, I think I, what happened was, for whatever reason, they didn't let J.J. make all three. That's and what I was. Think, was it Abrams? I think, I think J.J. had a plan for all of them, and for whatever reason, him and Ryan didn't talk about no, it. No, I think it was J.J. that said, oh, we probably should have had a plan for these. But, like, that was a real quote. It was like, this yeah. probably would have been better if we would have, uh, you know, thought about thought it. About it. It's, almost, <laughs> it's almost like Rise of Skywalker would have been, like, an okay movie if they didn't try to make two movies with one we need some like oh wait the last jedi or whatever it was didn't i never i never really liked star wars and the last one i saw was episode three that's fine i haven't seen anything since then michael star wars is that all of them are fine every star wars is fine they're all yeah my star wars is it's fine i mean so that was my conclusion right before the newer ones started coming out my conclusion was none of these are as good as people say but also it's not awful they're fine that was my conclusion with all of them and then the newer ones i started having some issues with so i was at the point now where I was like, I don't think I actually care about Star Wars when I was Good a kid. I liked I liked what I thought Star Wars was, and it's yeah. not that. So, like, I don't know if you've ever heard of this video game called Yoda Stories. What? But you mean Yoshi Story? No, 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 no. Yoda Stories. <laughs> Yoshi's it Island? A, yeah. It was a Yoda. <laughs> I, think of the name, <laughs> I mean, you play as Luke Skywalker, but it was it was a really weird and mysterious, like, uh, random like before everything being algorithmically generated was normal it was a really old star wars game where you were luke and it was kind of like a roguelike where you would go through these levels and you were trying to find yoda and level up and eventually fight darth vader but the level of like random things that could happen in the game the different items that you could find and the different story elements you could find it was really mysterious and it got me into the idea of like these jedi because of course, you know, different eras of Star Wars, there's different <laughs> Jedi or whatever, but like the Jedi go around and they are these like space cowboy samurais who find these mysteries and they're like studying the force and all this stuff. And they go to these vast Jedi temples that have been abandoned for thousands of years by themselves. And they're all working on these different things. Like I built up this, like, this is what Star Wars is. And then I would go to watch a Star Wars movie and it'd be like, this is all robots and droids and cool, cute, fluffy animals. I'm like, that's not that's not what Star Wars is, is it? And then I realized that's probably what Star Wars is. So when I when I picked up Jedi Fallen Order, because I heard it was a good game, I decided to use Jedi Fallen Order as my last bastion for whether I give a single crap about the Star Wars. Oh. I'm guessing oh, no. it's positive, Andrew. I'm guessing it's positive. I don't know. I've heard some things today. About the Star Wars fran- or st- franchise, period. So I picked up Jedi Fallen Order and... It starts off um, and the game looks really good, which was like, obviously I'm playing like the PS5 upgrade or whatever. Um, the game looks really good. I go through the tutorial. There's some story stuff. There's some good stuff. There's some corny stuff. And then uh, I I knew this going in, but once you actually get to the first planet, you realize it's kind of a Souls-like, like yes. with bonfires and respawning enemies and parrying and all of this stuff. 
And I don't know if the first planet was the best. Like, I don't think they put their best foot forward on the first planet. It's kind of awesome in parts that I'm starting to like. It did the thing that every Souls-like needs to do at the beginning, which is let you find an enemy that's way too hard to defeat. Because <laughs> that's when I feel like the game is giving me some freedom. So I'm digging through. I find this giant monster. He one-shots me. And I'm like, oh, this is a Souls-like. And so I, I honestly tried to kill the monster 10 times and I couldn't because I suck at video games. I decided to go a different direction. And the first planet really isn't that interesting. After you finish the first planet, you get some story and then you go to the that, next planet. But that first planet is also like, it's still training. Like it's, it's still not, the game has it still of a yet. tutorial, but it's also like lame. Like the first yeah. tutorial, they made it cool because you're going and you're jumping around on yeah. spaceships while crap yeah. is happening. That's where you sort of get the establishment of what timeline you're in. Cause I didn't know. Um, I know enough about star Wars to like be dangerous or whatever, but I was like, I don't know when this game is supposed to be set. Well that I figured it out during that part. The second planet that you go to, which I, I mentioned the stuff that I thought would be cool about Jedi earlier. The second planet you go to, there, you found this like video of this dude who's like, hey, there's this ancient Jedi temple and this ancient extinct civilization. You got to go research this crap. And I'm like, okay, cool. You show up on the planet. The Empire's already there or whatever. The okay. Is it the so, Empire already? Yeah. I go to this planet and it's literally what I just described, which is like a solo Jedi going and the, the the setting of the game, I think, is really cool, which is that like you are a Jedi who was trained at one point, but you obviously didn't finish your training or if you did, you forgot it. So like you're learning the ropes while also being a solo Jedi who's going and exploring like an ancient civilization yeah. and these ruins by yourself. And the Empire also happens to be there. So there's a little bit of like. Um, what's that stupid game? Uncharted. It's a yeah. little bit of Uncharted, but like <laughs> way cooler than Uncharted. <laughs> Uncharted is awesome, Michael. It's, like, it's cooler than Uncharted because like what you do actually matters. It's not like it's, they just give you no, a it's line not, to follow. No, it's not cooler than Uncharted properties. because it's not a freaking Star Wars property. So what Uncharted. They, so what you do is you go. Nathan in and Drake like, could school Luke Skywalker easily. Just shoot him in the face. Done. It depends on if it's a cutscene or not. If it's a cutscene, you would die. If it's not a cutscene, you get shot in the face ten times. <laughs> Um, so yeah, you're doing that. You're going through all these ruins and you're playing dark souls and you're learning the game. And I, you know, you have to learn the combat. Um, I don't think it feels as good as a souls like, because it's souls games are very animation priority. They're very yeah. much designed around a certain pace. And because mm -hmm. this game, I think aims for a certain level of graphical fidelity. And because they really want the animations most of the time to look decent. I don't think it has the tightness of an actual Souls game. It also doesn't have the difficulty of a Souls game, which is, I'm glad, because it's not what I was looking for. Mm -hmm. But you're going around, and you're exploring stuff, and there's puzzles, and there's mystery. There's darkness that actually gets a vibe that I want when I'm playing a freaking Star Wars game, which is, I am a Jedi. I have superpowers and I'm going somewhere where nobody's been for thousands of years. And I'm trying to figure out what the frick is happening. Mm -hmm. And that's really cool. And as you mm -hmm. progress through that first planet, there are, I mean, there were times that I got frustrated. Some of the puzzles I thought were like, you know, fine. Um, but as you, more as annoying you, than it's, like a, a puzzle? it's, um, I mean, but puzzles can be fun too. I like puzzle games. Well, I'm saying but like, actually just felt like I know what to do. It's just a hat. Like, yeah. I solved it too easily. It's just going to take too much time to actually do all the stuff to solve it. 
Yeah, and well, and there's this game has a decent amount of jank to it, but I can overlook yeah. it if I'm enjoying it. There's a lot of jank when it comes to the platforming elements of the game, where sometimes you just like don't reach stuff you're supposed to reach, or like hate that. Or yeah, like Danny, there's, uh, the problem Danny is Danny loved this game, but like if you, would get so frustrated because she's new to games like this. Yes, and she would be like, "I feel like this is the right way to go, but I tried twice and it didn't." Like I didn't catch well, it and, and if like, you well, fall you off to try a third time to catch it if you time. fall off there's no real penalty which that brings me out of the game heavily where you fall off there's no penalty you restart at the top of the thing you just try again i mean there's a health penalty but it's very michael minor. you know who always catches when they jumps to a new ledge <laughs> nathan up, drake Alan. shut up nathan drake <laughs> um anyway so so you explore this temple it's really cool it's got some of the same vibes there's still a lot of that star wars goofiness like it is uh -huh. a t-rated game which yeah. is like it doesn't have to be T-rated does not mean has to be for children, but they put in some of the children elements where like your yeah. droid is like a little dog and you talk silly to it. Also, I, okay, this is because, this is because if I was making it perfect, I would make this change. A lot of the things that you're figuring out are things that your character could figure out on his own, but there's okay. another character and I'm not going to say the other character may not be cool, but the fact that she's constantly telling you stuff, if this was actually a solo Jedi adventure and she and the other goofy guy and the, the pilot weren't yeah. there and you were driving yourself around and having to figure all this crap out and he just talked to himself or to that droid, I personally would think it'd be cooler. Um, maybe that happens later on. I don't know. But some of the fact that you're over, you're getting over exposition and there's not a lot of exposition, but this is me nitpicking because I want that like Jedi cowboy Batman detective adventure in space. Yeah. You know, I, that would be my pet peeve. The, th the thing that I thought was coolest though, is like a good souls game and like a good story game. As I made my way through the level and beat the puzzles that I needed to beat and beat the combat challenges that I needed to beat, there's a section where you focus mostly on, um, puzzles and exploring this uh, tomb. It's actually a tomb. And when you bust out of that level, you still have to get back to your ship. And this is all spoilers for the first planet in the game, second planet in the game. You have to get back to your ship. So you're retreading game that you've a uh, ground that you've already seen with some additional, like you've abilities. changed the world a little bit. You changed the abilities a little bit. There's so many enemies and you get the moment that you get in a good souls like where I have learned the game now. So when I busted out of the temple and there's stormtroopers everywhere, I was freaking killing them. Like the first time I fought those stormtroopers, I was barely making it through because I was a little baby Jedi. But as I was learning crap and it wasn't just because I unlocked a new force ability, I barely used the new force ability. I just got good at parrying and got good at fighting dudes. Yep. And when you bust out of that temple and you're trying to run back to your ship and somebody calls on the ship line that bad guys are attacking them, you're surrounded by stormtroopers and I'm killing them all because I finally learned out how to play the game. You feel like a boss. And then, then they do the really good well-paced thing of right before you get back to your ship, they're like, hey, there's an AT-AT attacking the ship. And you get a freaking fight your AT-AT mm -hmm. as your first like kind of mini boss yeah. and you destroy it. And it's like, I just went through an arc of a video game in this planet and it was really, really well done. There's a lot of jank when it comes to the, the platforming and the controls on certain elements. It's not super tight. There are some weird graphical things happening with like glitches. While the game looks really good in some parts, there's a lot of weird graphical glitches. What platform are you playing on? Um, PlayStation 5. And I'm playing the PlayStation 5 upgrade they just released. Okay. Um, 
but it was like, okay, this game is not perfect. There are significant flaws with it, but also I see what it's doing and it kind of nailed it. Like this is making me enjoy parts of star Wars. I haven't enjoyed in a long time because I'm doing the thing that I think star Wars should be. And I'm like, Frick, I actually kind of like this game a lot. And I I didn't know if I was yeah. going to. So yeah. um, we'll see as I continue through this game, if it maintains that, but dang, that first planet was so well designed as far as pacing. And then I learned the game. And I think it's assuming that, you know, most of us will learn the game by that point to where you're rushing back out and you are mowing down stormtroopers. Like, dang, they made a good thing. And it's like, mm -hmm. it's almost like the perfect example of a great B game because yeah. there are so many flaws that I can point to, but dang, does it have heart and yeah. it succeeds even through some of that corniness. Oh, man. The success of fallen order is one of the reasons why EA told the mass effect four team to scrap, sorry, the dragon age four team to scrap multiplayer. Um, cause they were gonna, yeah. you know, cause everything was needed to have a multiplayer and some kind of live service. But, um, one the the tanking of anthem and two the success of fallen order which proved that you can have a single player experience that gamers want a solo player a solo experience power um, to the people has um uh, yeah ea told them scrap it you focus on single player there is no multiplayer for dragon age 4 and the developers were like glory be in the saints be praised yeah. because yeah, they I, didn't want to do it i didn't even play the game like i played bits and pieces here and there um I give Danny a hard time. Uh, I always say she's only ever played baby games till recently, because um, she's only played like Mario Karts and stuff. Um, yeah. I gotta watch Danny play that game. Like that was like the first game she like. Oh, this looks interesting, and like bought and really sunk her teeth into. And I was like, yeah, I gotta watch somebody for the first time. Be like, oh, I've learned how to play. Like I'm good at this video game now. Mm -hmm. Like I'm good at it. I can fight. Like it was. It was really neat. And she also was going through the same thing you were. Like we watched. As we were watching all the new Star Wars movies as they were coming out, she was like, maybe I don't like Star Wars. Like, I think I yeah. might, maybe I yeah. don't like it. And then she's like, this game, and then she bought it. She's like, oh, Star Wars might kind of rule. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of yeah. where I've been at as well. It's, it's, it's like, maybe it's... I don't like it. And then, like, something exactly. good happens. And you're like, yes, oh, then, rules. Th then you watch the Clone Wars cartoon again, or you watch Bad Batch, or you, you watch, like, these cartoons, or you play Jedi Fallen Order. Like, I love Jedi Fallen Order so much. It hits so many of my fan like fave moments of like just Star Wars in general. Um, it had some so many cool moments and story beats, and I'm I'm really excited. I'm glad that you're enjoying it. Like, I was a little concerned about some of the things I was hearing before I was we started vague on podcast. Purpose. Yeah, <laughs> but um, um, I have a I, question. I know that you can get a double bladed lightsaber. Do I do I get the choice to have two singles? I cannot answer that question. Frick. So yes. <laughs> my my favorite. Shut my up, favorite, Alan. So here here's my ultimate dream from when I was a little kid and I thought Star Wars was cool and I used to pretend to be Star Wars characters all the time. Mm -hmm. yeah, so like my what? dream, like by the way, ten years ago for you. My dream, by the way, was manifested in Kingdom Hearts uh, two. Um, is I think that Jedi should be awesome enough to have a lightsaber in each hand and just use the force to have a third lightsaber that they control all the time, which Sora <laughs> totally does with Keyblades in Kingdom Hearts 2. He, there's, a, there's a form, point, right? there's, well, I don't know, there's a form where you're holding two Keyblades and he has a third one just floating around him. like, yes! Yeah. My childhood yeah. dreams have come drive. true! Final yeah. drive form, dude. It, the, the Jedi Fallen Order deals with some some hard things, but a lot of a lot of it is also just it's very easy to understand it's not complicated um it's very 
just it's just fun and um i'm excited for you to go so i michael for my first planet when it gives you the name the choices of the two planets you can go to it you gives the you other that, one? the planet that you went to and then the other one which is dathomir and as yeah. soon as i saw dathomir i'm like i have to go to dathomir because if you anyone who's familiar with star wars lore dathomir is the home of uh darth maul and Nerd. his people so um i immediately went straight to dathomir um i'm excited for you to go there there's some cool beats uh, I'm, I, we're gonna have to do a spoiler cast when you beat this game, so we we can just dive deep into this game because ah, uh, this it, it's such a cool game. It's one of my favorites. Alan, you want to be on the spoiler cast for your Star Wars game? Yeah, <laughs> for your Star Wars. dude. The way you said that was you have so much condescension and such yeah, dude, such an old man. That's, That's the so energy perfect. that we wanted. That's the energy you came my, in with last time. Like Michael, my buddy just what are you uh, doing? My, <laughs> My buddy just finished uh, that game before before he started uh, the Mass Effect playthrough. Or the second. The, we started playing Legendary Edition at the same time when it came out, but uh, that was the last game he played. So he really he really enjoyed it. He got the yeah. plat. Nice. Cool. I will not do that. I never do that. And I never awesome. will. Michael, you barely finish games. You're talking about a rem- you're a Remedy fanboy. You haven't played Mass- Max Payne 2 or 3. I've, I, well, Remedy didn't make he's 3. Played, I'll never play every it. Other Remedy that was a Rockstar right? game. True. Yeah. Oh, um, that's right. That's right. It was Rockstar and it, was it wasn't good. So, anyway, that will wrap up this week's discussions. If there's anything that you want us to discuss, and I know that we've thrown out the idea of like having uh, themed episodes before, like we do a remedy episode, we could do an episode on Kingdom Hearts because I think we've all played Kingdom Hearts. Any sort of like themed episodes, let us know in the comments below. Let us know if you want to email us at pressxtrevolution at gmail.com. Please, if you like this show and you know people that that also enjoy video games, tell them about the show. Have them give it a chance. We would love for word of mouth to be able to spread yeah. some news about the revolution because, you know, that's the biggest way to market anything ever. Michael, you know that in the comments, people just want to see they want to see a show on Weep Games like, you know, I'm that curious Weep Games aware with the that. audience that we have and right we now, how much better the- audience we can do that. Yeah, you know, weebs are the, weebs are the biggest. They're the biggest word of mouthers at all. Like, yeah, did you see this new anime? Oh my gosh, you gotta check that's out because, this. That's because this no anime. Hey, you know no my friend Spencer? I do. <laughs> I do. I'm the king of the weebs. I know all of them. I met my friend Spencer because I called him trash on a podcast before I ever met him because I knew he was a weeb. That's all I knew about him. It's like, oh my gosh, have you been watching? Did you go see the Demon Slayer movie? <laughs> It's it's the highest. It's made the most money of all the the cartoon, the animated movies. Weeb Allen is the best Allen. You sound like the pod uh, the pod racing announcers in episode Star Wars episode one. I don't never do that voice again. That was that was that was unintentional. Yeah, I'll like, never do that the, voice again. The best part of episode one is Watto. <laughs> Uh, Your right? Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. Only money. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for listening to this episode. If you have not subscribed, you should please. Also, this uh, this podcast, if you are not able to watch it in video form, now has an audio edition. It is available on many podcast players, including Spotify, Pocket Cast, Google Podcasts. It's not available on Apple Podcasts yet, but I'm still working on that. It will be soon. Uh, but yeah, if you want to listen to the audio edition of that, please review and rate that there. That will help us in the ratings. Um, also, you can find all of these hosts or most of these hosts in other places. Alan, 
Let's tell the people where you're from. You can find me at the Library of Alexandria on YouTube and also Twitter and Instagram. It's the same. He talks about books on his uh, YouTube I channel. Do. I do. I do talk about books. So does Michael. Yeah, I also nerds. You guys are I so also lucky have a YouTube Andrew channel I where I talk about books. podcast with you. That's right. Yeah. Look, I'm the king of the weebs. My, I'm, Michael, I'm Michael Nip everywhere. Marcus, what about you? Uh, I'm Marcus Nip um, on YouTube where I... I don't know what I'm doing. I wrote a thing out and I don't think it's, I don't, I don't think it's funny. And I don't know if I want to make something I don't think is funny, but I think it's cool. I don't know. Uh, and then uh, I'd follow me on Instagram where I actually post consistent content that I believe in. Michael Nip is also a liar because Michael Nip can be found on PlayStation Network under That's the name Pwn again. Pwn um, again. It's also my Xbox username, Pwn again. P W N A G I N. When did you Pwn outgrow again? Uh, when did you outgrow Quest Quest Legacy or whatever? Quest Legacy was later. I, when I was smarter, I started switching to Quest Legacy as my name. Pwn again. <laughs> I can't choose that I was stupid look, and young when I made that. Michael and I tried to play uh, a game together, and I kept invite like I kept inviting him to the to the session. And I kept thinking that some random, like, some rando had joined my thing because I kept seeing Pwn again. And I'm like, that's surely that's not Michael Nip. Bring in, I, bringing I that have name the worst username. And making fun of Michael for that. I'm just reaching the age now where you have, like, memories of, like, high school and stuff. And you go, yeah. dang it, I'm a loser, maybe. Yeah, who the You're frick like, let me be a loser. Things, dude. Yeah, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just reaching that age where, like, I'm constantly thinking back of younger versions of myself and getting mad at me as a person andrew in the podcast notes for last week's episode i said that you're ron swanson again yeah, meaning that you, the can, grid. you cannot be found anywhere does that continue to be true that continues to be true i'm um, going to continue to push you to start instagram to just take pictures of your motorcycle i can do that um i need to watch <laughs> it but i can do that i can fix that Press X to Revolution can also be found on Twitter at Press X Rev and Press X to Revolution on Instagram. There's also a website, PressXToRevolution.com, where we post everything there, cross-posted as well, so you can see anything that we do, including upcoming video features, which we are still workshopping while we continue to do this weekly podcast that we hope to entertain you with. Thank you guys for listening. Um, continue to support the revolution, and we'll see you guys again next week.